is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Gina Panabianco, we get down to specifics on filmmaking and distribution. She touches on who instead of what, and so much more. So I think you're going to love this part two with Gina Panabianco. Enjoy. And what was the what was the path after that? After filming, with you know the half a, half a million dollars raised so quickly, was this um, you know you all all cylinders firing you know on fire? It was, it was, um, <clears throat> I remember I was, you know, yeah, I was, I was still doing, you know, events. Um, and so I, I, you know, I arranged that I wouldn't be traveling or anything for that, you know, six weeks and I was prepping yeah. and shot this movie. And, um, you know, after that submitted it to a bunch of film festivals and won a bunch of awards and, um, and, but that is the project that, uh, went into the lawsuit. Right. So it's, okay. So it's the movie that I, I learned so much from that. And I think that having that hands-on ground experience like that was, you know, had more value than I could have ever gotten in school or anything. Um, but it, but it was, that was very difficult because that dragged on for a couple of years. Well, yeah. I, I think it's interesting, very interesting mm -hmm. to keep moving forward. And that mm -hmm. you do, and you had the fire, you know, the energizer button, whatever you want to call it inside yeah. of you that kept you moving forward because I want to get to Caliwood Pictures mm. and what that looks like now because it seems like this overarching, I mean, of course, every everything in life <clears throat> happens for a reason to teach you a lesson to get you to the ultimate goal. And I'm curious, before we get to Caliwood Pictures, how yeah. have you gotten better at asking questions? It's mm. a great question. Um, I, what I the process for me was realizing first off, no question is a dumb or bad question. I think when you're coming up, it, it's almost like if you question certain things, if you ask people for advice, if you don't understand something, people might not take you seriously and think you don't know what you're doing, mm. but the reality is you don't know what you're doing, you know? Um, yeah. so, um, so I, um, it, you know, that, that process, really allowed me to look back and say, okay, what would I do differently? Okay. Intuitively, I knew that that, that was a wrong situation to get into, but I, I, all I could see was that I wanted to get that made. Um, and, you know, next time, let me look at, you know, who I'm bringing on board, who I'm aligning myself with, mm. um, you know, what I want that outcome to be. And if, if I can't get that outcome based on the choices I'm making to get there, then it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes back to that being authentic, right? Being true. Yeah. Following that true instinct. Exactly. That exactly. how have, okay. So here's another question then for listening to yourself, listening to your gut instinct, has it evolved? Has it gotten better? How has it gotten better? How has it grown to mm. really listen to your gut? Um, yeah, it, uh, it's definitely it's definitely gotten better because as I've gotten older too, it, it's gone from. You know, the intuition's an interesting thing because you have to separate what that excitement is that like motivates you and that process of grounding yourself and understanding what the reality is to to make something happen or how it can happen, um, and I think where I've I've evolved is 
that excitement of like, I can do it, I can do it still is that it's always in me. I always get excited and, you know, you know, bring people on board my vision and, and, but the difference is I have learned um, over the years that there is also um, a very logical way that you have to do things in a very grounded way. And you have to, you know, um, listening to that voice is great, but you have to quiet yourself in your own mind and say, okay, what, what, what's logical? How can, how can I see this unfolding in, in a bigger picture, Mm -hmm. you know, without just, um, jumping off the cliff. How has your taste grown in what you choose to work on and how you choose to work? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. I I think, um, I think it, it, it really, I think I always wanted to, I think it's, it's evolved more, um, for a, a bigger idea of stories that I know I can do but I've always wanted to make people laugh. So I've always loved comedies and rom-coms and I've always loved true stories. Anything that, you know, that you can watch someone struggle, but see them succeed, understand what someone has, has gone through um, a true story that makes you just feel amazing. Um, So that it really hasn't changed that much. I, I, um, because I still love to laugh and I, and I love, um, yeah, it's like um, you know the. I, I'm sorry, I quote Maya Angelou because I abs- I love her. But um, her one her one quote of I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, yeah. but people will never forget how you made them feel. Yes. And um, I love the way it the way it feels to know that you've made someone, you know, trigger some emotion. Mm. I don't know if that answers what you asked me, but it but it really. Um, you know, I would say the quality of what I, I choose now and look at is, is better. Um, but, but the, the genres have really remained the same. And how do you mean better? Is it just the projects that are coming across your desk or the way in which you decide to read further into something? Yeah. The way reading further into something, you know, it's, um, you know, I look for scripts now that, and stories that are really, um, this is so cliche, written well, but but really, um, you know, you it grabs you instantly. You know, those first 10 pages for me, they have to grab me. And if I have to push myself to 20 pages, you know, there's every now and again, it, it works, but sometimes like you push yourself and it's frustrating to read further because you see what could be better about something. But, um, but I, I, you know, I no longer look at that and say, oh, I, I could, I could rework this. I could talk to the writer. I could do like, because it means there's something they're not getting, you know, if, mm-hmm. if they can't, they can't, you know, open up for me, if they can't open up a story and, and give me an idea that can go through my, you know, my little brain and form a, a picture, then it, it probably will be a lot of work to get there. Yeah, I guess right. It has to move you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, and, and it could be like, you know, for for a, you know a rom com, it could be something that makes you laugh because you can relate to it, or it can be an opening line of, like the holiday. I mean, you know, who doesn't love Nancy? Mar- you know, where it, yeah. you know, you hear that overture in the beginning with that voiceover, you know, with Kate Winslet, and it's like, oh, you got me. I know you're going to go through something here, and I, I'm with you. Yeah. 
Yeah. What was the what was the creation of Caliwood Pictures? How did that was that a long time in the making without you knowing it? <laughs> it kind of. You know what it was because, um, yeah, I mean it it was like it's it's what I envisioned for longer term, and, and honestly, and we're still. It's funny. I just had a call with two of my partners yesterday, and and we're we're always evolving, you know, because I'm always coming up with these, you know, creative ways of okay, how we can get more done, but not put out all the equity, but do it this way or have it do, you know, do a senior loan the way other people do. Let's form this in the company. Um, But, you know, I would say a good grounding for what I knew I wanted in Caliwood was my company prior to that um, because it, you know, we had a great vision for, for that. Um, But, but I, I, I don't think it, you know, I used to say there's five lanes on a freeway and we're only utilizing one. And there's so many lanes and that's quoting my friend, Mindy Cohen, who told me that she's like, Gina, you're going down one lane in the freeway and there's five. I'm like, Ooh, good. That's so true. It's, it's true. Um, But uh, yeah. So, so, you know, moving out of that company um, and stepping down as a founder and, and getting into Caliwood, it was okay. Now I really feel like I've got all these tools to utilize, to bring all of the experience um, that I have, but also everything that I haven't been able to do, but know now that I can. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, the, the first person I spoke to was my very dear friend, who's a partner is, is Wes, Wesley Sirk. And, um, you know, we have a long history of, of um, you know, being involved in projects together. And he was a very, he is a very sound um mind in business and money and experience. And, you know, what I love about Wes is that he can see a big picture without the emotion. And that was something that what I've learned is that in business, <laughs> learned this yesterday too, that you, you definitely have to balance, um, you know, there's time for emotion in what I do when I'm dealing with creative people and I'm dealing with the process. But when it comes to the overall scope of the company and, you know, how to get you know, to the next level of what you want there, there can't actually be emotion in that. It has to be very black and white. Mm. That, and that is that a, that makes, that makes sense. Is that mm. a, um, oh, how do I put this? A, almost a conscious decision for you to, okay, the business hat's going on, you know, let's get down to the black and white of it. Or is I'm, it, I don't know, is it just kind of intuitional in a way now? I don't know. You know, I, I would say it's it's for me, it's always both because I always am driven by my intuition. It's just how I live life and I'm sure you get it. I, I know. Um, but uh but but again, you know, I actually when I went to bed last night, I always have a little chat with God and go, Hey, great day, or hey, you know, <laughs> this wasn't so good today. <laughs> right, um, right. but you know, last night, you know, sometimes I just I just go to bed and say, you know, I just want to give gratitude for the day or, or whatever it is. But yesterday I just said, you know what, God, I, I just want to give gratitude for the fact that I learned such a valuable lesson today in my own business and um, how I see myself moving forward in that regard. Um, and it was really due to, um, you know, my uh, my two partners, John and Wes, in a conversation we had yesterday. And it was, you know, hard to, part of it was hard to listen to because they're, you know, their men, their business, their, you know, yeah. but, 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 but I realized, yeah, Gina, you know, that, 
that is now you're ready to to go up now now you get it it was just a like a little epiphany that i had i love that is there um well actually before we move on to this a nice girl like you mm. came out this past summer it was july i want to say july 20th but i'm 17th, I, think it was, well, I think it was the 20th. I think it was, you're right. It was the 20th. 20th. I don't know. Yeah. Numbers. I got them. I got them. No. <laughs> um, Ann Gailey wrote the book uh, Pornology that was turned into A Nice Girl Like You. Ann has been on this show. Isn't she the best? She's a sweetheart. I, I, I have to do that. I have to do a shout out. You know, Bradley James, a previous guest of mine, you know, Bradley. He's Aaron, so great. Aaron Zygman, guy who. Oh my God. <laughs> Aaron did, composed our music. I mean, he's, God, People, he's such yeah. a. He's such a wonderfully quirky, eccentric human being. You just, I just love him. I, I say all of this because I want the listeners to realize the connections, that role here. Yeah. It's not haphazard. You know, I didn't just send you yeah. a message on Instagram or something. And it's fun to see how different, you know, there's super connectors, I guess is what I call yeah. them. And I, I put Anne as one of those. She mm -hmm. just has, there's branches in every yeah. direction. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to, you know, add that to this conversation. But I love you. Yes, hi, Anne. Um, <laughs> a nice girl like you coming out during the pandemic. I'm just curious what any of these conversations where you could share a decision to hold it, to release it. Yeah, um, what, and just anything around that with the, you know, pandemic. Yeah. What, you know, it's funny, you know, for as much as we were in the, we were in the middle of shooting another movie called Shriver that shut down on the 14th of March. Yeah. And we're just finally going back April 21st. We have eight days left to shoot, but wow. getting all the actors together. But, but so, um, a lot of people, the pandemic was, hard in those ways and for so many people but when you if you had content that was already made it was a brilliant time because um i think that the movie did well and we got distribution very quickly um because the movie is is hilarious and good but um also because it was the climate of the world everybody knew in the industry that people were going to be home for a while yeah. and yeah. there was not enough content to fill the space and um we uh, got distribution very quickly. Uh, we were repped uh, at Frederick at CAA, who did a great job. And and uh, we had the ability to do one screening before like the world shut down. And um, we had enough people come that it helped. And we got uh, Voltage, um, did our foreign and vertical, who's great on the domestic side, did our domestic. Um, and we got a really nice deal with them. And... Uh, it's nice sometimes when you work with distributors and they actually deliver and do what they say they're going to do, because that's an, that's one of the toughest things in the business is distribution. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they had a game plan and marketed and, you know, we were all involved in making the posters and the things and what the tagline was going to be and how it was all going to come together. And we had the time because everybody was home. And uh, I remember when the movie released that, that night, um, we did like, we did a little, um, we did a little Zoom thing, uh, and it was the directors, Nick and Chris. I'm not sure if Anne was on that. She might have been, but I think she was. And it was Nick and Chris, and Mindy came over to my house, and you know we social distanced with martinis and and oh, uh, and okay. and it was fun. It was it was just that movie. You know, that's a perfect example of, um, and Anne could tell you this as well. That movie had a couple of false starts um, because we had optioned it. And it was going to be done another way. 
um, and it didn't feel right. And then we tried again. And I remember going to Wes and saying, it's does, it's not right. Um, and then when I went to him, um, when it finally the timing felt right, I said, okay, Wes, I said, how do you feel about making the movie now? And it was the summer of 2018, like end of July when I went to him mm. and, uh, or August time. And, um, and he said, yeah, let's do it. And it's, it was that perfect alignment of when, what you want to achieve and timing and everything falls into place for all the right reasons mm. and you're not fitting the circle in the square. Yeah. Um, so it was amazing. That experience was fantastic. I mean, my directors, Nick and Chris Rydell, shout out to you guys. They are just these brothers that just exude this energy, this love, this emotion. I say they're like, they're girls trapped in guys' bodies. You know, they're just so cute. And um, and everything just fell into place. And they were the right, they were the right people to direct it at that time, you yeah. know, and to tell Anne's story the way it needed to be told. I love it's that. Great. And you're starting filming again, April 21st. April 21st, we finished Shriver, and that's that's great. That's with Mike Shannon and Kate Hudson and Don Johnson. It's a great ensemble cast, and yeah. Michael Marin's the director, and it's based on a book, Shriver. Um, so we finish, yeah, we we finish that, and we've got we've got lots of things happening. So it's it's a good time. It's a good time, but it's the pandemic, you know, it's yeah. you know, yeah. there's something about being on set. What's great about making a movie is you become family with these people for. 30 days or, you know, 40, 60 days, whatever it is between prep and shooting. Yeah. Uh, now you're just, you know, everything. Yesterday I had a kickoff call for another project we're doing. We're all on a Zoom call and, um, you know, we're not going to be in a production office and there's minimal people on set and you're literally in different pods, you know, A zone, B zone, and never shall the two cross again during the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> That's cra I know it's absolutely, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. crazy. And now you're getting to do a lot of it remotely. Um, you know, by yeah. coastal because we were talking about Jersey yeah. and LA and yeah, so that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is good. And and the thing that uh, you know the pandemic has taught everybody really is how much you can still accomplish, um, even sitting in you know sitting in your house really, you know. And and it's you know and you don't have to. What I learned is, I remember my brother said this to me when I first came out here. He said, Gina, wait till you go back to LA, go back and forth a bit. You're going to realize how unimportant so many of those meetings are because you're in town for a week. You don't have time to sit with a cup of coffee and shoot the shit with someone who's talking about what they hope to be doing five years from now. You don't have time for that, you know? So it's funny. Much more productive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know, exactly. All these, the, the joke of what this meeting could have been an email. It's like, well, now it is. <laughs> exactly. Uh, is there a common piece of incorrect advice that you've heard? <laughs> is there more than one? That's a good one. Oh God, where do I start? In, yeah, uh, yeah. No, top three. No, <laughs> you do the top one. Um, is that? Does anything come to mind? Um, you know, I I would say the the best part of incorrect advice, which people should never follow, is you know, well, maybe you just shouldn't be doing that, or maybe that's too hard, or you know, I don't I don't think I don't think you're going to be able to pull that off. Like to me, that's the most incorrect advice because you can't ever tell anyone that they can't do something. They have right. to figure that out, or actually, they'll keep working and something great will happen. Right. 
Because I had often, you know, people say to me, oh, God, that's really that's what you want to do. That doesn't feel realistic. Like that doesn't feel. Can you do that? Oh, yeah, I can do it. Why not? I make my own rules. I can do whatever I want. Someone can say no, but I mean, I can I can certainly try. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that I mean, that's just what comes to mind for me. You know, I'd have to really think about, you know, like incorrect advice. I, I did, you know, to me, just what comes to mind is, is people, you know, being negative of, of what you're trying to do, because I think everyone's got their, like I started out with earlier, everyone's got their journey, everyone's got their thing. Um, and, you know, look at how many, I always say like, what's great about you know, LA and Hollywood is that it's so convoluted. Anything is possible. Any, there's no rule. I mean, I could, because, yeah. well, you know, listen, I mean, if you would have said, you know, how many years ago, you know, there'd be some video coming out of one of the Kardashians and then she'd have an empire like that just wouldn't happen in the normal world. But why not? What world are we in then? <laughs> exactly. it's happening. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I love it. Oh, I love that. Are there any uh, most gifted books that come to mind or books you love? that resonate with you? Um, well, I love, um, I, two of my books I have here, Eat, Pray, Love, and Under the Tuscan Sun. I love those because they're, you know, based on true stories and my mandate in life is, um, you know, food, wine, travel, if I had my true mandate in life. Oh my goodness, um, me too. And then, um, uh, you know, funny, I was just looking at, recently at one of the, I don't know if you, you listened to Wayne Dyer at all, I have um, in the past. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. Right. But he wrote this book on the Tao Ching and, um, you know, uh, change how you think, change how you, how you feel or change how you live. And, um, and, uh, it's just a book that I refer to sometimes when I just want to be inspired. In fact, I, I looked at it this morning. Yeah. Um, when you just want to be inspired in a moment. Um, yeah. And, uh, another book that I, I always keep next to me is, um, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life, because it's such a great, um, and that's not so much a book for reading, more is um, it's just, it's like my Bible for just energetically, energetically, like how you live, or if I'm feeling something one day, you know, I'll read about something, I'll say, oh, well, your, you know, your throat chakra should be, you know, do this, use this affirmation, say this. Um, so, oh, I got to tell you, though, there is a great book that I have that I'm reading right now. And it's downstairs or I'd show it to you. It's called The Who, Not The How. And I am telling you, anybody, and the reason I, I've read it now four times cover to cover. And the reason is because one chapter in particular talks about my business partner, Wes, and about, and this is something so important for people to, to learn and remember. It's all about, instead of trying to figure out how to do something, Look at who. So, so many of us in life go, oh, I can do that. That I can do that job as well. I can do this. I can do that. Instead of saying, no, who can do that better than I can? And that really comes down to even when you're on, you know, you're in our business or you're producing something or in this industry, you don't have to know, you don't have to get the pat on the back and do 10 jobs. So someone can say, well, good job. You did everything. It's like the smart people look at who can help them look better not how you can do everything yourself because it's all about teamwork and it's all about creating an environment um, of interaction and creativity and um, partnership. I haven't read that book yet. I have to read it because I do believe human, you know, other humans are your best resource. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, the people around us. 
You do. It, it's so true. And, you know, it's it's so strange that book. It's it's so basic, but no one ever thinks about it, you know. So I don't know. It just resonated with me. And I sharing that. I love that. I love that. Is there um, before before I ask the final question, is there anything yeah. else you want to add? Things you're looking towards call to actions, anything that comes to mind that you want to add while we're still uh, on the show here? <laughs> Um, this is great. Well, first I want to thank you and thank you again to Anne and you have amazing energy and, um, I watched some of the other episodes and it's really great. Um, you know, I just, um, you know, for Kellywood pictures, I just want to say I'm super excited and grateful to my partners and, um, for having that support and belief in me when I came to you and said, Hey, instead of investing in a one-off, how about investing in me? Let's do this company. Um, so I'm very grateful for the people in my life that I learned from. Um, you know, my brother is a constant source. My brother, Joe, of like um, inspiration. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, to just to everybody out there who, you know, don't ever turn off that creative thing that that sits within you. Like if there's something in your soul that feels right, you know, just do it. And it might not be in the form that you think it is. You know, for me, you know, I should be, you know, have a couple Academy Awards on my shelf for, you know, being the next Kathy Bates in misery, but that hasn't happened. But, uh, but you know what, it's never too late. Like I still have an agenda to be in front of the camera again, which I've done a couple of times in some of our movies, but, um, but I have a big picture for that. But I, I also know it's okay to put it kind of just in its own little creative box and say, you know what, not right now, but, but it's going to happen. And, and really just to, you know, just keep saying yes to yourself whenever, you know, you want to think no, or someone says no, just say yes. You know, I, I, I can actually, and it might not be in the form again that you think it is, but, but something amazing will happen. It's so true. I totally believe that the the whole yeah. seek and ye shall find kind of yeah. thing. You'll find it if you look, if you really exactly. look. Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything <laughs> come to mind? Mm. Wow, that's a really good one. Um, uh, breathe. <laughs> Honestly, I would just yeah. say, I don't know why that just came to my mind, but because I remind myself every single day, multiple times a day, because when you, when something's good, take a moment and breathe and just you know, go inside for a second and have gratitude. Or if something's not going your way, just take a moment and breathe. And that one breath will just, just settle you in for whatever you need to be more peaceful, to appreciate what is in front of you that feels good. Um, so I guess that's what it would be. Breathe. I love it. I love it. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thank, Thank you. This is so time. nice. This was great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much. Of course, of course. And until we meet again in person. <laughs> yes, I know. And we will. And we will. Now, where are you again? You're right now. I'm in Florida, but okay. usually I'm on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. <laughs> so, oh, that's nice. so we will. Oh, that's great. So we will meet up when the weather clears and COVID clears and we can sit and have a, a bottle of wine or a cup of coffee. We'll Wine? Oh, I saw that. That's good. Wine. Hey, to a, yeah, right. A little red in this uh, cold weather for you, I oh, guess, right? <laughs> I know, right? I did. Yes. Oh, a little red, a little wine and cheese. We shall do it, my friend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Gina Panabianco. 
You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.